Welcome to Girls Who Love Sport. We're recording today on Gadigal land and we would like to acknowledge the First Nations people, both past and present, who are the true custodians and the first storytellers of this land that we are recording on today. So this is the second episode of Girls Who Love Sport. What we're going to cover today, we thought we would share a bit of constructive feedback that we have received from our friends and family from our very first episode. Love some good constructive feedback. It makes us better, doesn't it? It's hard to hear sometimes, particularly for you, Abs. <laughs> yes, this is true. So we're going to do a bit of feedback. We're also going to cover AFL 101, which we spoke about in the first episode. So we're going to start cover covering some of the rules so you know what's actually happening on the field. And Abs, I have a little bit of a surprise for you at the end. I don't want to give it away, but our last segment is going to be a little bit of live action. Live action? <laughs> a surprise? A little surprise for you. Wow. Okay. Like um, my palms are a bit sweaty. Like, is this a good surprise? It's always going to be a good surprise on this pod. All right. True, true. But I think before we kick it off, a little bit of a PSA. It was your birthday on the oh, weekend. yeah. It was the big ad's birthday. How old did you turn? Oh, 28 big ones. That is a big one. That is a big one. 28 big ones. How bit was of, it? It was great. Bit of a, I mean, not a nothing birthday, but a nothing age birthday, you know, but it was the best. I just ate and drank a lot. My favorite things. Watch some footy. What more could you want? That is the dream birthday. There was even a little bit of a footy present in there as well, wasn't there? <laughs> there was the best <laughs> footy present. Tickets to a game. Uh, my heart beats true for the red and the blue card. The team of the red and the blue. I had to actually learn some of the lines for the D's song. So I actually know more of the D's song now than I know of the Carlton song. I was just about Are to you say proud? that. Now you know more of our song than the Carlton song. Yeah. We are the navy blues. We are the old dark navy blues. We're All right, feedback time. So we were pretty excited after the first recording of our first ever episode and we shared it pretty far and wide, I'd say. Yeah, it's kind of like when, you know, celebrities do a movie and you get all the Rotten Tomato critics in the room. That's what we did, but with our mates. The Rotten Tomatoes are our mates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I maybe I'll go to you first, Abs. We definitely mentioned Danny Dawson a little bit, like in positive and negative light. And I think he had a bit of feedback for you afterwards when you played it for him. DD had some great feedback. I mean, first and foremost, he thought it was great, but he did give a bit of insight into the Collingwood-Melbourne mm. rivalry, which we mentioned in the previous episode. Mm -hmm. So essentially it started during the 30s, 40s, 50s and 60s because Collingwood played and, and Melbourne played many grand finals against each other and it was the blue bloods of Melbourne against the working class of Collingwood. Are you reading this straight from his text? I'm reading this straight <laughs> from his text. These are DD's words. Did he come out firing with this background on the rivalry straight away? Was this his first bit Literally, of... Literally, my message is, the first episode of our AFL podcast is finished, recorded and ready to go. And then he goes, I just listened. 
The rivalry between Melbourne and Collingwood, by the way, started. <laughs> Not even a great work, Abby Darling. He did. He said, I listened and thought it was fantastic. Okay, good. Yeah, and then went into that. I mean, the other thing he did say, which I feel like it's worth addressing, he goes, I wasn't a hard ass, by the way, mm. which he wasn't. It's fair, you know, and to give Dee his due credit, he just knew, quote unquote, the pleasure in life from sport is irreplaceable particularly when you're good at something. Mm, that's true. Yeah. That's some fine words from You know, Dee Dee. so he just, you know, steered me in the right direction towards the red and the blue. Okay, we love that. Even though they weren't great when I followed them. In fact, they weren't even good, but that's okay. <laughs> he did say that as well. Yeah, yeah, he did. And I think I mentioned, you know, he's, the few times he's cried, that was when the D's won the flag. He's an emotional man. He is an emotional man. I mean, they were sort of like the key... The key bits of feedback, I mean, another interesting point kind of that that dad did make, and we had a bit of a discussion around it, was, you know, when he said, it's something worth discussing on the podcast, you see a lot of young adolescent women who play sport and they drop out at the ages of between 15 to 17. And it's really hard to keep women in not even elite sport, but sport in general. Like, where is this gap? Why are women not kind of pursuing sports at a more competitive level at that age? Mm. Yeah, and I think that's really it's a key point, and I don't want to give it away, but it's gonna we're gonna circle back to that I think in our last segment. But it's about how to engage and keep women when from that young age and transition them into professional sport. For sure, because it's almost like you got to pick between you know in quotation marks a career. Or sport. Mm. And because it's also not that much of a career at the moment for women because you're facing getting into sport and you're not going to be paid as much. A lot of the women that are playing professional AFL also have to have second jobs to sustain themselves. Yeah, it's wild. And Mm. then you look at the VFL for the men. Mm. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, I could talk about that for a whole hour. It's going to be a continual theme. We're going to dig into that a lot, I think, during this pod. Sammy, what feedback did you get? Mm. I'm dying to know. I got a lot. Um, A lot? Like bad? No, it was all (laughs) very, very positive. I think, and this is something that a lot of people said to you, which is really nice to hear, that they felt like we had a really nice flow. It was like kind of just like having a chat with friends, which is why we've started it, because that's just what we do all the time. So the fact that we're able to carry that across and it's coming through is really nice to hear. He's hoping. He is hoping. <laughs> early, early days. Uh, another bit of feedback we got from our beautiful friend Bertie. She was questioning what I meant when I said Guernsey. And it's a it's a good point. Like I think we will drop a little bit of like sporting terminology mm. throughout the pod. And what we're going to do is we're just going to overlay a little lingo check. So we'll just pause. We'll explain what we're saying when I'm saying Guernsey. Lingo check. Lingo check. So what is a Guernsey? What is a Guernsey? What's the difference between a Guernsey and a Jersey? Good question. I think I was using them interchangeably. I definitely was. I had to Google it. (laughs) So a Guernsey is what you're referring to when you're talking about what the players are wearing. So Mm. it's normally like the sleeveless AFL sporting jersey so if players are in a long sleeve Mm. are they in a jersey or a guernsey yeah i'm i'm gonna say that's still a guernsey 
Okay, I feel like a Guernsey's like a hospital trolley. It, it does sound like that. <laughs> They're wheeled off to the hospital on the field. A lot of them are. A lot of them are. But, okay, so it can be sleeveless and it can be non-sleeveless as well. But I think that's a great bit of feedback from Birdie. So we're going to do a little lingo check every now and again. Thanks, Birdie. Thanks, Bert. Um, I also played it for my mum and my dad. Cute. It was a really cute. They were, we were just on the phone because they were listening in Gimpy. Um, they were on date night. So they were at the laundromat waiting to pick up their laundry because <laughs> they're in between houses at the moment. That is the best date night. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's the best date night. I think if I went on a date and a guy took me to the laundromat, that might be the last date that we ever went on. I mean, hey, at least, you know, they're into washing. That's true. It's a clean man. Yeah, it's a clean man. I mean, my parents have been together for like 30 something years. So I reckon they probably know each other's clean cleanliness level by now <laughs> maybe that's why they went to the laundromat <laughs> but maybe that's why they're still together so yeah I made them listen to it um so they couldn't go pick up their laundry um mum was getting really worried about someone else touching her laundry but that's <laughs> another story entirely so some of my dad's feedback was he actually said and this is coming from rugby followers that state of origin originated in AFL what yeah the rugby has stolen it from the AFL well, I feel like that was the case with cricket, right, too. What did we steal? I feel like I read something, and maybe I need to fact check this, but I feel like I read something that said the reason why AFL fields are all different sizes is because they were actually built for cricket pitches because cricketers used it to keep fit in the off-seasons. That is a really cool piece of history there abs yeah i'm impressed you know that so was it rugby or cricket who stole our sport (laughs) i don't know it's all (laughs) bleeding over into one but i think it'd be good when we start doing like our history of afl episode let's dig into the state of origin the origin of state of origin the origin of the state of origin so yeah that was some interesting feedback from my dad but i think that has led to us um We're going to incorporate in every episode a bit of a history and synopsis and the story behind each of the AFL teams so that if you don't have an AFL team yet... Pick one. Whichever one you want. Any one you want. World's your oyster. Totally. You've only got 18, but whichever one of those you want. Um, And I think another really cool part of that is covering each of the AFL teams. We can talk about the relationship between the men's team and also... The women's team. I'm really curious about this. I've got a burning question that I need to know the answer to. Mm-hmm. And I really want to know the the disparities. Like, do all AFLW te- do all AFL teams have an AFLW league? Mm, that's a great question. I'm going to assume yes. You'd assume, but then it's, you know, you look at something like GWS, right? Greater, West, Greater Western. Greater Western? <laughs> Greater Western Sydney. And... They're a relatively new team. They're still building up their their men's AFL league fan base. So then how do you go about building up a fan base for the AFLW at the same time? Maybe it's easier because you're doing both at the same time. So the women's have more of a leg up. Yeah, I mean, that's true, but they'd have different marketing budgets. Mm. And sponsorships. Do the AFLW teams get the same sponsorships that the men's teams have? Yeah, I mean, if you know any of this information, hit us up in our DMs. Otherwise, we'll just Google it and we'll do it in the next step. We will. But these are my burning questions. That's a good burning question. All right. That's it from my feedback. Great. I think that was it from mine. Perfect. Are you ready to jump into AFL 101? 
I'm ready to jump into it. All right, let's go. I'm going to try and keep this kind of as succinct as possible because it's a rabbit hole. We could start diving into things and we could end up here for 40 minutes. We could. So what we're going to do with this first AFL 101, we're going to cover everything you can do. And then next AFL 101, we're going to do what you can't do. That's exactly right. So I guess the best place to start is the field. It's an oval, similar shape to the ball, maybe a little less pointy. That's a good point. Yep. I didn't, I haven't made that connection. <laughs> I didn't really make that connection either until I just said it. Um, so basically your positions, you've got your forward 50, your back 50, you've got the center circle, your center half forwards and your center half backs. It's important to note there's no offside. Mm, yes. That was something that was very, very difficult for me when I played because I'd played a bit of soccer. And then when I started doing AFL, the team, like the defenders can come from any direction. It's like 360 degrees of war out there. <laughs> Pretty much. You're never safe. Never. You're never safe from a tackle. You need eyes on the back of your head. Pretty much. Speaking of tackling, basically what you can do in a tackle is you have to tackle from below the shoulders or above the knees. Mm. That's a legal tackle. That's pretty much all you really need to know, right? Yeah. In ter- well, I mean, when we get into what you can't do, there's a few kind of um, you know, bits and bobs and complexities around that. But essentially, if it's below the shoulders and above above the knees, you're good. Mm. Tackling is also called bumping, right? Or is that different? It's different. Mm, the bump. The bump. Yeah, because it's not quite a tackle. It's some, a bump. Some people don't like the bump. Yeah, I think that's because it, it does sort of... You bleed into dangerous tackle territory. What is a bump? A bump is like... You know, if we're standing next to each other and I get my shoulder and I give you a good old a good old nudge mm. with a bit of force, mm-hmm. that's a bump. So I had another experience with that. I love how I'm just relating this to my very long <laughs> career in AFL. But the very first game I went on the field for for the Byron Bay Maggies, I found my player and I walked up to her and I was like, "Hey, how you going? I'm Sammy. Like, nice day for a game of footy." And she just shoulder barged me straight off the bat. She, she gave me you. she gave me a hard old bloody bump. Yeah, she was just she was just setting the tone for the game. It was set. Yeah, I was scared. <laughs> Did you bump her back? No, I think I was actually going for a handshake or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I learned pretty quickly. But I like the bump. Yeah, I like the bump too. I enjoy it. It's pretty good. I mean, it looks pretty weird when you've got some height differences. Mm. That's when you've got to be careful. Yeah, it's more just like a little, like, stomach nudge. <laughs> stomach nudge? If you're really short. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so how do we score a goal, you're probably thinking. So basically, you've got four posts. You've got two big ones. If you kick it through the middle, you get six points. That's called a goal. If you hit the post of the tall post, that's one point, or also known as a behind. If you kick it through the small post, that's one point also known as a behind, or if you hit it, if the ball hits the small post, it's out of bounds on the full. What happens when it's out of bounds on the full? The other team gets a free kick. Mm. And they kick off from between the two um, main goal posts. I don't know about that. I actually think they kick off just to the side. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, just two outside. main goal posts is if you hit the big post. Right. Yeah, and it's a point. Mm-hmm. Or if you miss and you get it between the small post and it's a behind you, you go into the uh, goal square and get your free kick. But mm-hmm. if it hits the small post, you stand next to the small post and okay. you can get a free kick. Cool. Good to know. Um, 
I think they're probably like the key the key 101 rules, right? Sure. Yeah, I think so. Should we talk kicking and handballing? Of course. Yeah, that probably makes a lot of sense. When people first watch AFL, they probably think it's a really messy game, particularly if they're used to like soccer or rugby or something that's a bit more structured. Mm, or going one direction. Yeah, yeah, this one changes directions a lot. But basically there are sort of um, two key ways that you get rid of a ball. And the first one is handballing. So that's when you when you kind of punch the ball. So you're holding the ball and you punch it out of your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next one's kicking. Pretty self-explanatory. It's got to come off the foot. Mm-hmm. And back with handballing, no throwing. Cannot throw. There's no like rugby pass. Nah, no rugby passes. That's bad. Yeah, you can't do that. You can mark the ball. To mark the ball, it means you have to catch it on the full. But the kick has to have been untouched for 15 metres. That was a tongue tie. That was a tongue tie. <laughs> So yeah, often like when it's short, you'll just hear the umpire say play on. Play on, not 15. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So they're they're probably the the key things that you need to know when you're watching a game of footy. They're the basics, I think. If you can wrap your head around those few rules, you're going to understand what's happening on the field. Yeah, you are. I mean, the other point to probably note is if you look, you want to know what the score is Mm. and you're looking at the big screen either on the telly or live at the footy, you're going to have three boxes and you're going to be like, which one am I looking at? So the last box, the box to the far right, that's the score. That's the one you want to focus on. Sure. The middle, the middle box is the points. So the amount of behinds that they've kicked and the box to the far left is the amount of goals that they've kicked. Perfect. But if you ever get confused, just stick to the last one, the the final one. Yeah. Cool. I reckon they're probably the basic rules that you need to know. But I think as we go on through the season, um, we're going to keep this segment, AFL 101, and we're going to start getting more complex as the season progresses. By the end of the season, I want to start talking strategy. Ooh, why does a player run off after a goal, eh? Million dollar question. That is a question that Abs and I have been talking about (laughs) for weeks. Forever. We've been Googling it, still haven't got an answer. No solid answer. Some teams do it, some teams don't. It's like, are they taking, are they benched because like that goal is going to go to their head? They're going to get too excited and try and like kick goals left, right and centre. Is, is it because that... they need a rest? They've they... worked really hard for it. I mean, they're fit players. Yeah, but like you sometimes watch them and they're gassed. Mm-hmm. They're gassed by the time they've kicked that goal. I just think it's a bit harsh. Like they've just kicked a goal. They've gone around. They've got the high fives, like all the head scrubs and then straight to the bench. Like what a deflating nah, result. Nah, I'd take the bench any day. Give me a breather. <laughs> give me some water, a bit of a massage. Get on the bike. Yeah. <laughs> have, a, have a Gatorade. That's you're, a reward centre for me. You're done for the game. One goal. <laughs> but yeah, so by as we progress, like let's start talking strategy. Let's start talking drafting Ooh. and trades. Yeah. Like coaching, how many coaches are there? Yep. So, yeah, I reckon stay tuned. We're going to get a lot more complex as we go. Agreed. Sammy, i got to ask you, mm. what's my surprise? Uh, it's not time for that, Abs. It's not? No, it's too okay. early. We still have one <laughs> little bit to go for AFL 101. <laughs> We're going to talk lingo. Lingo! Yeah. So we chatted before this and we're just going to focus on one key piece of lingo to start off with. And it's the main one you need to know. It's the main one. You will have all heard it. Ready? 
ball. Did you want me to say that at the same yeah, time? Yeah, I was kind of hoping. I, I just didn't want it to really be loud in everyone's ears <laughs> if they've got like earpods. I don't in know. Or now you just made me sound like a dweeb. Yeah, I know, but you just keep saying it. It's like your thing. <laughs> so, all right, Abs, what's ball? Ball is basically something that you call out anytime you want to get a free kick. Basically, if you think someone's disposed of the ball incorrectly, they've dropped it. Something you can't do. Um, or they've thrown it, or they're in a tackle and they're not getting rid of it, just yell it out. Anytime. I guarantee you, you'll never be the only person calling it. Yeah, that would be embarrassing if you're in a full stadium and you're just yelling ball and everyone's quiet. Yeah, probably. I've probably done it. You definitely would have done it. Probably done it. But I think it's like one of those things that you can yell it and you're going to sound like you know what you're talking about. You're going to sound like you know what's up. Yeah. I mean, we only just recently told G to say ball. And when we went to the SCG, that's all she was saying. Ball. And it fit like it's so much fun. You feel so included in the game. Mm. Everyone's yelling it and you're yelling it with them. And you're like, I know what this is. Love it. All right. Ball. Ball. Okay. Do you want to know what your surprise is? Yes. I've been dying this whole episode. <laughs> all right. So I will give it away for the listeners. This was meant to be a surprise for Abs, but... Those who don't know Abs yet, she struggles with a bit of FOMO. (laughs) So what I wanted to do was go to the SCG, go watch the Swans-Cats game and go talk to a couple of the punters outside of the game, chat to the women, find out what they're doing there, how they got into AFL, who's their team, do they know about the AFLW season and then play it back for you Abs. I'm so excited. (laughs) So you did weasel your way in though. So I had to go away with yarns. Yarns was my sidekick for this little exercise. I mean, for anyone that knows me, know that I love surprises, but I'm a nightmare to do them for. I witnessed yarns trying to organize your birthday on the weekend. Yeah, night. I'm a nightmare. Totally. Like I make life really difficult, but I really love them. You just went and booked your own birthday dinner. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so that's if anything of an indication onto how much Abs doesn't enjoy a surprise. Like that is all you need to say. Yeah, I think I'm just a control freak. You are the ultimate control freak. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna pretend like you didn't know about this. Hey, I don't know what they said. You didn't. You don't know. So I got yarns. Yarns and I went around. We chatted to a couple of the fans. I'm gonna play some of our conversations Stoked. back to you, and we're gonna have a little bit of footy chat. Love it. Let's do it. Let's play it. You ready, Yarns? This is Yarns, by the way. She does all of our tech with us. Uh, so lovely to meet you. Nice to meet you too. So we're doing a bit of a podcast. It's called Girls Who Love Sport. So how are you here today? Did you buy the tickets or? So we are both members. Amazing. Um, I would say that my my um, love of AFLs come from my mum. Oh, you're with your mum today. Yeah. So nice. we're both members, and so we're been member uh, for twenty. This is my 24th year. Wow. Have you always been a Swans supporter? Mm-hmm. Where, yes, did, yes. where did the love for the Swans come from? Um, probably through my brother-in-law because he started inviting me to come to some of the games and I knew nothing about AFL because I grew up in New South Wales. Yeah. And it was rugby league. Yeah. And I just loved it. Yeah. yeah, and you pass it on to your daughter. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and my son and too. Son. My son. Yeah. Well, it's a bit late for him tonight because he's only little. It is a late game. Um, 
so he's not here. But usually he comes to the games and he's now a huge AFL fan himself. And it's kind oh, of just yes. stemmed down through the... And my other son too is getting a lot more involved in it too. They both play now on weekends. And Amazing. Yeah. Is there anyone in the family not a Swans fan? Um, my husband's not, he's European, so okay. AFL's yeah. not a big thing for him. Yeah. It's, um, he likes soccer, I like yeah. being European, but it's, yeah. Three brothers do. My three brothers, I've got three brothers who yeah. are pretty into it. My, one of my brothers is coming tonight, so yeah. yeah. So it's, 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 it's growing too, you know, I think, um, it started with mum and, and it's kind of just spread out into the family yeah. and everyone's kind of caught the AFL fever yeah. and yeah, yeah, it's a great... It's wonderful. It's all her fault. Yeah. <laughs> Blame mum. I think it's so interesting, right? Because they're having this conversation about how they got into footy and, you know, they got into it through someone who got into it through someone. But it must be such an Australian cultural thing because, you know, her husband is European, mm. so isn't into AFL, but neither were they. Mm. I also thought it was really interesting that it came from her mum, like the grandma. Yeah. Not a man. That's how that's how my family got into it. Not through my grandpa, through my grandma. I wonder if it, that's like a generational thing. Like now, like it's there's not as many women as there were back in the day. But you'd think that like two generations ago, there would have been less women into AFL. Or is it like, I mean, I don't want to assume how old, but is it like a wartime thing? Yeah, I mean, possibly. I mean, there is also the context of, you know, back in the day, women women typically were you know their job was raising a family right mm. so part of raising that family is kind of taking them to sport and watching mm. sport and you know kind of getting involved in what was a men's sport back then because that was part of their role in the household mm. right that's so true and in like engaging like their young sons yeah. and like their daughters as well yeah into a sport yeah love that i love that let's keep playing we're actually planning to release the podcast to co coincide with the AFLW season, oh, cool. so the yeah, women's wow. AFL. Have you been to any of the games? I haven't. I've watched a few. Like, I've seen a few of their highlights and things like that, but yep. I haven't actually been to any of their games. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I think that would be good fun to go and see the girls. And yeah. I like that they're starting to promote it a bit more. It's and I nice. think that's the thing, and we've kind of been talking to a few different people here today, mainly women, but the yeah. common theme that women are saying is like time to sink some money into yeah. the women's yeah, a bit more team. money a bit more I, I guess it's a still quite uneven isn't it the men yeah. are still getting a lot more I think particularly for the young girls coming through as well to see that it's yes. a career and there is yeah. that progression yeah, yeah. they've actually got role models and they yeah. Yeah. yeah and there's teams now just girl teams so there there's a few girls in my boys teams and then when the numbers are right because I was kick all kind of stick together oh, before they get into the competition games bit older sure. and the girls kind of now have their own teams that was that point as well that we were talking about and how you were saying how difficult it is to go professional as like when you're a girl looking at a sport and is it a career are you going to make enough money from going pro massively and you know for women it's different you know if you if you choose to have kids like you you also have to factor that into it you know that's mm. nine months out of it but you know and then some um, you know, which is a big factor. I remember when I quit sort of elite sport and, you know, the reason why I was quit is because basically, you know, you're sort of told it's you, you take the sort of stereotypical route and go to uni and get a, you know, a, a job or you kind of, you do sport. And I do know a lot of elite athletes that, that have done sport and did do a uni degree as well, but it's, 
it is a risk. Like it is seen as a massive financial financial risk to be able to do that. You know, I trained eight times a week. You know, if you're training morning and night eight times a week, how do you fit a job and an income around that? I think also like trying to convince like when you're that age, your parents that you're going to go pro in a sport, like they're going to have some concerns, maybe not Danny Dawson. Like nah, he was, he like, was super supportive. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's a bit of an anomaly probably for a lot of girls. Cause if like, you're going to say, I'm going to go pro and play AFL. That's going to be my career. I reckon a lot of parents out there would be like, really? Like how far are you going to get with that? Yeah. Is it viable? Yeah. Is there enough, is there enough money in it? Mm. And it's a real issue. It's a real, real issue. It's why a lot of, you know, my sister faced it when she played soccer. Like it was a real decision of, you know, do I go and play soccer or do I, do I go to university? And it shouldn't have to be an either or option. It should like for the men, it isn't, Mm. but you know, I guess they're, they're no, and, and look, to be fair, whether you're a man or a woman or non-binary or whatever, there is always a risk with Mm. elite sport. There is always a risk that you're going to put everything into it and you're not going to make it because only a certain amount of people to do. So I'm definitely not discounting that, Mm. but it's different when you're a woman and you don't have, you know, the sport doesn't have the money behind it either. The same prospects. Yeah. All right, this is a pretty funny one. Um, Yarns and I found two young women um, who we didn't realise, but they were European. Amazing. So I'm just going to play it for you. and It's a bit of a laugh. Here we go. We know nothing. <laughs> no, we are not from here. We're just here for the vibe. Ah, have you ever been to a game like, before? No. Oh, it's the first yeah, game yeah, ever. Yeah, we don't okay. know anything. That's Well, we kind of just want to know like how you got here. Like, How did you hear about the Swans game? Okay. Do you want to? Uh, yes, uh, we, we met the. Uh, if you uh, I, can, I just this is the little yeah, okay. microphone. If we can just clip it on you, so we can kind of capture the sound. Check out the box. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we took a. Uh, we met an Australian woman this morning, and then uh, she told us about the game, and we really wanted to attend the game. So cool. now uh, we're here. So you've never seen an AFL game no, ever we, before. We don't know any of the don't rules. We don't know anything. Perfect. We know it's a really cool vibe. So all right. Well, hopefully we delivered tonight. Yeah. <laughs> they certainly got that. <laughs> that was a great game. It was a good game with great atmosphere. We were pretty much standing up though. Like for the last ten minutes, we were all on our feet. Yeah, I don't even go for Geelong or um. I can't even the Geelong swan. or Swan. Duh. Um, and I was standing up. Yeah, they would have had a ball in there. The interesting thing there is like, why'd you pick the team? And it's like, because that's where they, that's where they are. That's where they live. Or not live, that's where they're visiting. They're on holiday. Right? But it's like so funny because it's like majority of Sydney siders go for the Swans or GWS. But then it's like, it's so different in Melbourne. Hence why I asked you, you know, did your family grow up in Essendon? How'd How'd you go for... How did Essendon, how was Essendon picked over, say, Melbourne or St Kilda? Yeah, because in like such a small geographical region, yeah, you've got so many different teams to choose. I guess like you're lucky if you're growing up or you're living or you're traveling to Sydney. It's like there's one team. Now there's two, but there's really like you're probably gonna go for this one. I mean, like my mum doesn't even follow AFL, but you ask her who her team is, and she's like Brisbane, and I'm like why, and she's like because I was born there. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't follow it. And no, she's, she says Brisbane, not even the Lions. Yeah, but like does she the... know that they're called the Lions? I don't even know. But when the Lions won the premiership, she's like, Lions won. I'm like, Mum, you've literally you don't never care. watched it. <laughs> oh well, Mumsy. Final one. This is pretty interesting. 
this chat. Okay. I, I think you're going to have a lot to say okay. about this one. It's a bit longer, um, but here we go. Interested to hear your feedback. All right. We've been, we've been Swans members for a while. Um, my son used to play AFL when he was little. Sure. So that's how we got in okay. with the AFL. And, um, and yeah, so we've had family members tickets and then we've sort of, you know, didn't have time to do that. And we've, my husband's work has a box. Oh, so we're fantastic. here for the box for that. But we, we, we're now members of the SCG, so fantastic. we come along. Okay. Yeah, that's, is yeah, this so. your daughter? This is my daughter and this is a friend. Oh, oh lovely to meet you. And do you and play AFL? Oh, they're playing over there. playing over there, yeah. No, she doesn't. Don't play AFL? I effort. would never play AFL. How come? Um, I just hear, like, what people, like, what happens to people and, like, how, like, it can, like... I forgot the word. The concussions. Yeah, the concussions and how it can like lead to early dementia and stuff. Yeah. So her school um, used to play AFL, the girls. They had an AFL team for a couple of years. And then the principal decided that she didn't, she'd seen the rate of injuries to the girls and she'd seen the rate of concussion. And she actually decided that. Yes, and she decided that there wasn't enough science behind it. And she actually, yeah, she finished the AFL program. This principal sounds nuts, and I got a bone to pick. Yeah, I thought you might have a bone to pick on this one. Like, why Why is it the principal's decision whether a sport is, is good or not? Mm. I think it's also quite contentious, I think. It's like, I get that there's, like, there's a health concern for the girls, but there's also a health concern for the boys. That's part and parcel of, like, a tackling high intensity game and when I was listening I was kind of like my first thought was like why is it okay for the boys and not for the girls and I think this goes back to this whole like old way of thinking of like we need to like kind of coddle our girls like we need to like boys are fine to take a hit it's like they're being boys like it's just rough and tumble but for the girls we need to protect them yeah I'm so not cool with that and also like I mean, it's like any sport. Any sport has risk of injury. Mm-hmm. Any sport has a risk. But if you're the athlete, I mean, that's that's your call. That's your It's your body. It's your decision. And that shouldn't be different for men or women. Mm. You shouldn't be able to say, well, we're not doing an AFLW league because it's a rough sport and you're women and you need to be playing ballet or mm. whatever. Like, mm. you know, I mean you know, when I used to dive, like you'd think, okay, well that's a relatively safe sport. I've seen people break skin, bleed everywhere from hitting the water. Like mm. it's, it's, it's part of sport. It's part of the risk that you take, but it's not up to one person to decide whether or not that I'm getting riled up here. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might. I think also it's like, there's a few other steps you can take before you're canning the sport entirely for women. I mean, you look at a lot of players, um, you know, and I reference men's players, but you know, you do look a lot, of, look at a lot of the players now. And Angus Brayshaw from the Melbourne Demons is one of them. You know, he wears um, the headgear, yeah, a, a headgear basically, because he did suffer from a lot of concussions early on in his career. It almost ended his career. His uh, now fiance's dad was a really famous uh, AFL player and was diagnosed with CBT. BT? I think so, yeah. CBT, um, you know, which can, which can like brain cause... brain trauma. Yeah, brain trauma, which causes depression, um, you know, and he ultimately ended up 
um, sadly, ending his life. Um, so, you know, there, there are, it is a contentious effort. I mean, concussion protocols have definitely got stricter, you know, in the AFL, but, but again, you know, that, that sort of seems a lot more gendered than kind of just the concussion discussion in general. Much to a lot of parents' dismay. Yeah. What do you think about that? Do you think that there is a higher rate? Look, I mean, I've having watched my son go from like, he was like, you know, started off at Auskick and then he finished in about year nine, he finished up and... And look, I, I agree. I, I mean, you see the kids growing up and there's so many different size and height and weight and strengths on the field at one point, you know. And he was a gorgeous little AFL player, but much smaller. And he was playing against some of these really kid, really big kids. And initially when he was younger, no fear. He'd just go in, he'd tackle, and you'd be on the sidelines going, oh my God, Don't I do can't it. believe that he's going to attack. And he was one of the smallest kids on the team, and all the parents would go, oh my God, Nick really went for it today. And then, you know, in year nine, you could just see him, just he just, he'd go, be going for it, and then he'd see the Pull kid away. he was going up for, and he'd yeah. go, yeah, nah. Yeah. Uh, he'd had a couple of concussions, yeah. and he just really, he just, yeah, he decided he didn't want to sort of get yeah. hurt again. But they're still there watching it. Hmm. They're still there supporting it. Hmm. They're still there funding it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Mm. It's a tough one. It's a tough one because then again, you know what? It's your choice. If it's not the sport for you to play, that's totally okay. That's totally fine if you don't feel comfortable playing it. Yeah, but I think it just needs to be there as an option. You get to choose if you are a girl at that school, whether you want to play or not. Yeah, absolutely. Like we had an AFL team. I went to an all girls school and we played AFL and it was great. Like I loved it. And yeah, it's rough and tumble, but like, you know, you do it and it's fun. It's not at a super high league. And, you know, having that opportunity gave me such a better appreciation for the sport. You know, mm. the professional players make it look so easy Yeah, and it's incredibly challenging. It's very, very hard. Yeah, and it is hard on the body. It like, is taxing. There's like, no, there are a lot of injuries. There's no denying that. But, I mean, you just made such a good point. Like, give people the option. Don't yeah. take that choice from them. And that's a wrap for episode two. We hope you enjoyed learning a little bit more about this sport we love so bloody much. And I absolutely loved hearing from the women who are, well, almost as passionate about AFL as we are. I think you can expect a lot more out and about chat from the games and if you come and see us at an AFLW game come and say hi next week on girls who love sport tune in as we cover the aftermath of the record-breaking women's world cup in australia and chat about the legacy left by the matildas we're also going to start talking aflw ahead of the launch of the 2023 season join us as we chat ball size bounce up and whether or not you have to follow the same team as the afl see you next week on Girls Who Love Sport.